0: Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, got it? Oh, man. You're like, I'm going to tell you, here's the reality. Uh, this is a little intro for my podcast because the sound quality is just not going to be there. But I want to tell you a little bit about what happens. You know, sometimes, sometimes we do really dumb things. And I think it's so apropos that today be one of those days. Why? Because I have things I got to do. And I recorded two times today. Twice I recorded. And here's the cruddy thing about that. The first time, the recording was set to the wrong speaker and mic. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just re-record. And so I re-record. The second time I recorded, the mic, I must have hit the button. I turned the darn thing off. So... You're gonna get a less of a quality today, and I apologize. I know for my listeners that are loyal, this is not ideal, uh, but I'm gonna get you this this podcast, and I am so sorry that the quality is not what you have come to uh, uh, expect. Uh, but you you know, I think it's still good content, and you know. I'll be on track next time. Some days are just not our days. This was one of those. Thanks for your patience. I hope you still enjoy the show, even though the quality is not the best. Have a great one. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you again for joining us. If you are returning, if you are brand new, man, do we appreciate you joining us. We, uh, we've we covered a lot of topics recently. Some have been really tough. Uh, some maybe a little easier. Uh, today, we are going to talk about contrast um we this is in light of uh some of the stuff that's going on that's being released about January 6th that we have not seen before right there's there's new footage uh well there's footage I mean, it's not new footage it's old footage but it is new to us and as i was uh, observing this uh, this strange situation some things became Uh, pretty abundantly clear to me as a therapist, and I'm going to share those with you. But for right now, this very second, I'm going to give you the answer first. The answer first, and then I'm going to explain why that's the answer. The answer is training and practice of openness. Training and practice of openness. It does not come naturally to be open. To most people, there are reasons for this. I'm going to help explain some of those reasons, but the answer is training and practice. There is no shortcut. You don't get away with, you know, doing it halfway. It doesn't work. If you go halfway, you got to go all in with the training and the practice, which is why failure is going to happen. If you do things well, you will fail over and over and over and over. So let me explain a little bit of why that is. So for those of you who are following uh, on the podcast, the audio podcast, it's uh, it's going to be a little bit challenging for you today. I will do, again, my best. But for those of you on Rumble and YouTube, this is going to be much easier to understand, probably because you're going to have those visuals. I will uh, put these on my website so that you can access the images If you want to follow along in the audio version and then switch over and take a look at those images, you can access them on the website. So without further ado, I'm going to pull up an image for you to see. All right. This image is, it's, it's basically, it's, it's a chessboard or a checkerboard. It's not a full one and it's got this green cylinder casting a shadow. Now, if you've seen this before, you may have heard it as an illusion. But it's not an illusion. I mean, yes, technically, it fits the definition of illusion. But what it is, is your brain doing what it's supposed to do, which is creating a cohesive narrative. Okay, in this image, you have two boxes, one that appears dark, and is labeled A, another that is labeled B, and appears to be lighter, but there's a shadow around it. Now I'm showing you this because I want you to understand something. The contrast of the things around an object or in social science, a situation will taint how we see it. Now without glasses, you're looking at this. You're probably, unless you've trained and practiced seeing these illusions. You are looking at this and saying A is definitely darker than B. When in fact, they are exactly the same. Now, don't take my word for it. I've got the image up on the screen. You'll feel free to, I don't know, uh, you know, crop out the, the, uh, with paper or whatever you've got, everything around A and B. Or, you know, you can save the image and do this on your own time. But I am telling you, factually, A and B are the same. And if you take away the context around them, the dark and the light, the shadow and the light, you will see that A is, in fact, exactly the same as B. And you're going, why is that? Why is that happening if A and B are the same? So let's assume for a moment, open our minds. That A and B are the same. Why is that happening? Why does it look like they're totally different shades of gray? Yes, they call it an illusion. But what it is, is your mind filling in gaps. Let me give you another example of uh, an image. I'm going to pull it up now. Our brains, those of you who've been with me for a while, you've probably seen this one at some point. Our brains fill in gaps. Now, these two images that I have switched to, it's a person who has, you know, light and dark, who one looks blurry, one looks clearer. But if you move these images away, the brain by natural tendency wants to create a narrative, but not just a narrative. A cohesive narrative, one that makes sense. See, in your brain, there is a thing called a prefrontal cortex. It's the part right behind your eyebrows, your, your forehead and that area. And it is a very unique part of the human brain. The left and the right hemispheres are communicating. Uh, once, once we, our corpus callosum is developed, which is in teen years, uh, the, the prefrontal cortex is engaged in a very unique way and it becomes our meaning maker. Now, uh, that means that you will have a natural tendency to want to create a cohesive narrative. For instance, a scientist will get stuck. Now, you know, if you're a scientist, you probably go, what? Stuck? And no, there's just understanding or not understanding. No, there's stuck. A scientist cannot fathom, you know, if, if they're truly based in science as a pure form of understanding, they get stuck in the natural world and natural explanation. So anything that defies natural world and natural explanation can't be, it means nothing spiritual, nothing supernatural, nothing that, you know, like if, if for some reason, uh, like I'm just using this as an example, not a realistic example, but an example, if somebody were levitating in front of you, the scientist would say there has to be a scientific explanation. Whereas, Somebody who is uh, spiritual, religious, might say that could be a supernatural happening, a miracle. But a scientist wouldn't be able to understand that. That doesn't, just doesn't even register as making sense. Why? Because they, just like the spiritual person, is creating a cohesive narrative. Things that cannot be explained... Fall into the supernatural. Things that cannot be explained to a scientist say, well, we're missing information, which sometimes that's true. We're missing information and sometimes it could be supernatural. Mm. Ooh, that's a tough one. If you're a scientist, I've just challenged you, but we do all try to create a cohesive narrative. So this image here is we move them further away. They switch, but. It's not a trickery thing. It's a shadow and light thing. So the optical part of it is our eyes are trying to tell our brain, create a narrative from what's in front of you. Now, you're all probably going, okay, you gave us this answer of training and practice, training and practice, training and practice. Yes. I'm going to go to one more image that I just thought up. Uh, give me a second. Those of you who are following along, you're watching me close all kinds of things out. But I pulled up another image. There are two in this image. Our brain may see one, a young lady or an older lady. But in fact, both are real. So this dichotomy thing, Even in its, I'm going to get into the dichotomy piece for contrast purposes, but understand sometimes in reality, both can be held simultaneously. In this image, there is a young lady and an old lady. Both of those are true and real. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and stop showing those of you who are following on the audio. Uh I know that that was a tough piece for you because you couldn't see what we were seeing. Please go check it out on Rumble or YouTube uh or 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 visit my website and 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 take a look at it. Um I I I want you to have the information. It's it's important. So, let's do this dichotomy conversation real quick. We get fixated in right and wrong, good and bad. Those things are are places where we can get fixated. And then we can take that a step further and be delusional that it is this or this. Now, I'm going to challenge that because I'm going to give you some dichotomies, right? Like, good and bad. And then I'm going to propose that both. Okay. How does that work? Sometimes, well, pretty much every time, if you're really being realistic, you know, you look at Democrat or Republican. Um, No, both. (laughs) You're like, wait a second. Oh, this just got wild. Absolutely. Why? Because when I go back to the good and the bad, There could be a hundred good answers. Maybe there's one or 10 or 20 that are better than the alternatives, but they're all good. They move us in a healthier direction, right? There may be 10, 20, 30 bad that are worse than others. But if it falls into the bad category, then they're all bad. So can you be bad and not be the worst? Yes. But the dichotomy, the contrast that we're looking at, like on that chessboard, is there's light and dark. There's good and bad. Okay? Now, if we take that perspective, we can see how we can be in the bad category and. It can look totally different than the good category and yet be the same. Holy smokes. Mind blown. We're all out there going, "Uh, Jeremiah, you're not making any sense today. Yes, in fact, I am. Because when we look at things on a spectrum and we shine light on them, we look at them in light and darkness not just light, not just darkness, but light and darkness, the image will shift or the narrative will shift. So what we can do, again, back to the answer, we can train and practice seeing things from both perspectives. Hence the name healthy perspectives, folks. We want to be able to see things through the lens of good or bad, light or dark, love or pain. And in doing so, what we find is that most things fall somewhere in the middle, not on the ends. Just like in our culture, when we look at Democrats and Republicans, as an example, Most things are not on the extremes. 10 to 20% are on those extremes. Tops. Most are in the middle. But we're shown extremes. Okay, now you don't have to like it or agree with it. But I'm trying to help you see the reality. Not a reality. But the reality. Now I don't have all of the answers. I didn't, uh, I I didn't, I have told you this before. I did a January 6th committee, uh, podcast back on January 6th. Um, and so I did a lot of research, but I don't have all the answers. Now, why do I say that? I say that because the moment you let your guard down and you stop the openness, You are going to fall into a category as opposed to being able to see the reality. And I want you to be able to see the reality and pick your, uh, your pathway, your, uh, your journey more intentionally. So let's, let's put this into perspective. How, uh, if we don't create our narrative intentionally, Looking at both sides or all sides, taking away the light, taking away the dark, looking at objectively these situations. Here's the problem. I went through the DSM uh, many times because I'm a therapist. And I started going, hey, there's a pretty common theme. When we f- fixate, which is a very common issue in mental health, Fixation is an indicator that uh, that we're, we've got a stuckness in our life, something that's preventing us from living the fullest life. When we fixate, it can lead to mental health issues. And yet, if we fixate on only the view from the light side and not take into consideration the view from the dark side, only the view from the love and not a view from the pain. we become unhealthy. And we see that happening all over the place. We see that in this whole January 6th thing. The truth is probably, for those of you who are paying attention, is probably um, both. Yeah. Put this into perspective. Do you think it's reasonable to think that On January 6th, when this transition of power was about to happen, that there were Democrats and Republicans, there were extremists and moderates present in Washington DC because it was a historical monumental moment in time and they wanted to be part of it. Um, duh. Yes. Of course. And is it possible? that on January 6th, when all of this chaos broke out, that some of those people were extremists, 10 to 20% on the extremes? Yes. Is it possible that the majority of the crowd was not? Yes. Why? Because we can look at this from... The Democrat side, the Republican side, we can look at this from a human history side and we can go, oh, these are kind of reasonable things. It is reasonable to say that, I don't know, not all of the officers were under attack the whole time. Uh Duh. I mean, not to belittle you if you you've been on the extremes, but you know if you're on the extreme, seriously, a whack upside the head from a therapist might be a good thing for you. Go see a therapist. Yeah, not a literal whack upside of the head, but a, a metaphorical whack upside the head is a is probably an okay thing. Get you a little bit back into I don't know reality. So fixation, delusion, a lack of empathy becoming more and more biased and less and less open to seeing other perspectives well that just seems darn right uh expected when we become less healthy when we are not paying attention from different angles do you watch fox well shouldn't you then watch cnn Oh, you're going, whoa, no, 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 no. But guess what we should do if we're healthy? Uh, A little bit of both. So that we can understand what both sides are saying, the light and the dark. And then go, oh, okay, well, this is their slant. This is their propaganda. Oh, and this is the other side's slant and propaganda because they both do it. And the truth is, not everyone out there is a Republican or a Democrat. I know, mind-boggling. They may start with primarily Democrat viewpoints, vantage points that the state is there to support and feed the hungry. They may start with Republican uh, you know starting spots, which is less government, more natural uh support, meaning private citizens should be doing that work, volunteering and all of that stuff instead of counting on the government to do it. And there's truths about both. And if you can't see that, you are probably part of the problem, not the solution. Because I have friends that are Democrats and friends that are Republicans. I do. And they're reasonable people. They just start from a different starting spot. And they work through the issues from a different angle. Some of them are in the shadow. Some of them are in the light. And which one? Eh, That's not for me to tell you today. Why? Because then I become too political for this podcast today. So let's do some contrast real quick before we wrap this one up today. Love and pain. Contrast that in your life. Is there any part of your love story? that doesn't involve some level of pain? The answer is going to be no. Why? They're opposite sides of the same coin. They're the light and the dark. Okay? How about anxiety? What's the opposite of that? The opposite side of the coin? Apathy. Apathy is the uh, uh, complete lack of motivation, the I don't care. When anxiety gets overwhelming, we often flip the coin and we decide whatever i don't care apathy we have to be able to contrast that to know that apathy isn't in in extremes is not healthy but neither is anxiety in extremes but anxiety in moderation motivates progress and apathy in moderation allows us to balance what's in our influence with what's not in our influence. We have to be able to let go of things that matter to us. We care about them and yet we can't do anything about it, at least at this point in time. So we have to let it go. Apathy. Rich and poor. Ooh, that brings into a whole bunch of things that when we go into these things, scarcity becomes an issue. When people are so fixated on getting their next meal, did you know that a lot of their bandwidth, their time, energy, and resources are focused on getting their next meal? Why? Because a meal is necessary. It's not a want. It's a have to people who have truly been hungry. uh, I have been one of them truly been hungry. We understand you understand that if you don't have food, you just can't really stop thinking about food. Try a, a fast for if it's only, if it's healthy for you, I don't want you to be unhealthy in it, but if it's healthy, try fasting for a couple of days and tell me, you know, that, that you find it easy to stop thinking about food. No, you don't. Now, can you refocus on other things during that time? Yeah. But is it easy? No. It also connects back to the love piece, right? When we look at, you know, rich and poor, um, we look at capacity to love and we go oh if i'm poor and i'm thinking primarily about food which you know is is important love takes a back seat my ability to love takes a back seat my ability and openness to receiving love takes a back seat because it's not as immediate a need however if you are without love you begin to wither and die We know this, this is not, this is not something that's new information. And so we really have to consider that in the equation, good and evil, you know, religion and morality uh, come into play when we look at good and evil, right? Is, is there evil? Is there dark and light, light and dark? I mean, I'm not going to answer all of these, but contrast them. If you spend a lot of time looking for evil, spend some time looking for good. See what happens. How about depression or depressed and happiness? Contrast them. Biased and open. If you're not open to hearing somebody who has a different view, then there's a very good chance you're biased. Ooh, stinger. Uh, I hope that's getting you. How about attachment and abandonment? I spent a lot of time working with uh, young folks that were adopted. That dichotomy, that perspective is really tough because the fear of abandonment can overwhelm, we can fixate, and then we can create delusions We can lose empathy for others, the ability to understand how maybe somebody could love me because I'm lovable. It can get lost in the fear of abandonment when we're, when we're in that shadow and we think it can only look one way. How about my view and your view? Yeah, my opinion matters and your opinion matters. And on some subjects, Your opinion matters more than my opinion because you're more informed. You're, you're, you're better prepared. And on other things, my opinion matters more. Why? Because I'm informed. I have more expertise on some things than others. How about trauma? You're like, well, what's the contrast for that? Healing. Yeah, there's this whole category of mental health that is trauma growth. These contrasting views are critical to infusing empathy and understanding and ultimately being better at loving one another. Respecting one another, engaging in real dialogue instead of series of monologues. So have the conversations about these kinds of things. See what happens. That's my challenge for you. Because remember, the answer I gave you at the beginning is that training and practice of openness is really what we're going for. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.